Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's only got three shows left in this year. I was thinking about that on the way in. Two. Today, Monday, next Monday. Oh, yeah, I guess, yes. If you're counting today, yes. I am. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Miss 305. She's Miss 956. She's Ashley Pickle. Yes. 956 is the Rio Grande Valley. Yes. Do you want to see a photo of me and my brother at Christmas when we were young? Yeah. Let's see if I can do this real quick. Hold on. Watch. And. Man. Bam. Oh, man. (laughs) There you go. There's Matt. There's me. God, you look like Hank. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Yeah, that that looks like a picture of Hank. Yeah. It's uh, a lot going on there. Anyway, happy holidays from the top. Matt's got a big old smile. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2022. It is 359 days until Thanksgiving. Or 349 days until Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a uh, happy birthday to... Anybody got a birthday today? Mm. I'm sure some people have a birthday today. Happy birthday to... Um, goodness, I don't know who any of these people are. There's somebody who's turning three that is like the second most notable... What are we doing? Happy birthday to Kelly Oubre. Oh, there you go. Shout out Mallory. Yeah. Uh, it's episode 1,514. On today's show, folks, we're going to put this back up here. Um, on today's show, folks, we are going to uh, hear from uh, the state championship bound. Once again, Mitch Abels of the Holly Bearcats, who got a nice win last night over Crawford, and Matt Stepp was there to catch up with him after the game. Then back out of the show, it's Helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We're going to answer your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, Etc. So we will get to that. Get your questions in Facebook, YouTube, Twitch uh, when you get a moment. So please put those in there so that we have something to talk about. Do we have first four through the door? Um, we sure do. It was. You look distracted. No, I'm trying to get something to pull up, and it's not pulling up. Oh. So, uh, Elvin Prince, Tony Blaylock, Just Chad, and Random Account. Welcome. Hello, in Random fellas. Account. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Random Account. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Thank you. All right, Pickle, last night there were six, six 
tickets to AT&T Stadium punched at the state semifinals. Uh, one of them went down in Mineral Wells. Beautiful, scenic, crime-free Mineral Wells. Where the Holly Bearcats defeated the Crawford Pirates to return to AT&T Stadium in Arlington for the second consecutive year. Matt Stepp was there. He was the like the 15th most notable person there after like a bunch of Holly players and a bunch of Crawford players and coaches and things like that. He caught up with the man of the hour, the man with the power, Mitch Abels, head coach of Holly. Here is Matt Stepp's conversation with Mitch Abels of Holly here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here on the CountryMeets.com Road Tour here at the head coach of the 2A Division I state semifinal champion, Holly Bearcats, Coach Mitch Abels, after a hard-fought 34-20 win over a really good Crawford team. Uh, Coach, first off, congratulations on the win. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, just want to say my hat's off to Crawford. They, uh, they're a bunch of fighters and a good football team over there. Yeah, you know, I was in the press box, you know, you guys got up, you know, nine before halftime, and then you score early in the third quarter, and we think you guys are going to put them away, and and they, they kind of hung around and, and just made, made life kind of tough on you guys, and that's a sign of a good team, but but what was your message to your kids when Crawford just kept fighting back? Was it just, did you did you guys kind of feel that coming in, and, hey, that, you know, we got to we gotta play 48 minutes, because those guys are, are just going to continue to fight and scrap for everything. Absolutely, you know, we've seen them on film, just, I mean, they're not, they're not 14 and 0 for nothing, you know, and we knew they were going to give us all we wanted, and uh, and they're, I mean, they're a good, disciplined football team, and we knew it was going to be a battle for four quarters. Offensively, obviously, you guys have a lot of weapons. I mean, we've seen it the last couple of years. We've seen it down at College Station at seven on seven, and, and we saw it again t- tonight. Uh, but I thought your offensive line—they don't get a lot of credit, you know, because the skill guys take up a lot of the headlines. I thought they did a great job opening up holes for Austin to run the football, and then when you guys went to the passing game, they kept. Uh, roadie pretty clean as well didn't they they did a good job tonight and they've been they've been kind of progressively getting better throughout the year and you know last week they played a heck of a game and to see them continue the way they're going it was really good to see and then defensively that's a, that's a tough you know you don't see that kind of offense very often because they'll get they'll get in straight t they'll get in some spread stuff they'll show you some wing looks um all week that, and they execute really well what was the game what was the defensive game plan coming in to try to slow down such a, a multiple offense that gives you that throws a lot of looks at you all right well we we did some shifting and stuff to try to confuse them a little bit, and we knew we had to get them to third and long. And uh, when if we got ahead of them, we knew they were going to have to throw the ball, and that's kind of where we wanted them. And, you know, our guys did a good job uh, covering the pass when they had to throw it. So it was good to see that. All right. Now, you know, I was at your semifinal win last year over Marlin at Weatherford, and I'm here this this celebration. Obviously, you guys are happy, but it seems a little more muted uh, because I think you guys have been to the AT&T before, and I think the expectation now, you know, I don't want to say last year you guys were happy to be there, but I think this year you guys almost expected to be here this year because of how well y'all played and how many guys you had coming back. As you look ahead to, to the state championship game uh, next week, um, you obviously you're gonna have a tough opponent. You know, how much is that experience playing at AT&T Stadium, being on that big stage, just kind of knowing how things work? You know, with getting into the stadium and, and travel arrangements and all that. How much of it uh, is that gonna help you guys going into this week? Uh, it's gonna be huge. You know, I remember last year everybody was big-eyed when we walked in there and. I mean, shoot, we'll probably be big-eyed a little bit when we go in there this time around, but 
it's something that we've seen before and I think that'll kind of give us a little moment to kind of relax and enjoy the moment a little bit instead of being so awestruck. And then you know a lot, a lot of media obligations for you as well I mean you'll be a busy guy next week people asking about tickets and all, all the media obligations you got to do but I, but I guess you wouldn't have it any, any other way right because I mean you're playing for a state title right? Absolutely I'll I'll give all the information out I need to get so we're playing in state championships. So. Right, final question for you coach uh, what's the what's the post game meal going to be like heading back to Holly Texas from here? Well, it's, it's gonna the the burger's gonna taste a lot better. So that bus ride home's a lot more fun when you win, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, coach, your your whole community's down here. Let let you uh, get to that. Congratulations, and uh, we'll see you at the state championship game next week. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Great job. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. And now, Pickle, it's time for Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score on award-winning Hondas like the rugged and reliable 2023 mm. Ridgeline. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Honestly, hold on. Um, mm. When I was driving down to Austin for Thanksgiving, it was the day of Thanksgiving, and it was crazy, rainy, and awful. But there was a, ridge, a rugged and reliable Ridgeline in front of me at one point, and I I wanted to take a picture and send it in the Slack chat, like to like at you and Step. Be like, thanks, scared. Um, but it was it was at a point in time where if if it would have been in traffic, because I did end up stopping in traffic a lot on the way down yeah. there, I would have taken it. But it was in a point we were actually moving, and I was that like, I am not no. taking either hand off the wheel That's right now because it was bad. But anyway, the the rugged and reliable uh, Ridgeline was perfectly fine. Shout out to the rugged and reliable. I was I was scared. I wish I could be rugged and reliable. But yeah. I'm neither of those things. Mm-mm. But the Ridgeline definitely is. And Matt is. Step. And Matt Step definitely are. It's helpful Honda Mailback Friday. Get your questions in. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of the things. We'll get to as many as we can up until probably about 1240 or so. Let's talk a little bit about last night. About last night. Six games. Punch six tickets to the state championship games. Do you want to go biggest to smallest or smallest to largest? Biggest to smallest. Biggest to smallest. Three Division One. Brock 21, Malakoff 10. A defensive masterclass from Brock. That is exactly how you beat a team that's faster than you. Because mm-hmm. Malakoff's the faster team in that game. There's no real doubt about that. They are the faster team in that game, and, and they're also relying on getting to the edge. Which is crazy, because we don't say that many teams are faster than Brock. But like, but Malakoff is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we'll get to another team that is. 
But what Brock was able to do was set the edge and funnel everything inside. Mm. Everything inside. They made that game play between the between the hashes. They could not. They could not get a single. They got four of them on the outside, and they dropped yeah. every single one of them. Like and Ish was like, "You, they're, and so, they're wishing they had those." Back. And so Brock's defense stood on its head in this game. And was spectacular. They got what they needed offensively. Reed Watkins and Tyler Moody. This is this is a Brock team that went. I hope people don't take mistake what I'm about to say. They win ugly. They are not here to win a beauty contest. But what they do is they win because they mash you. They dominate up front. They get what they need from the running game. They turn you over and they make you play at their game. Their game plan, and that's what happened last night at the Star. And Brock is heading back to AT&T Stadium. Congratulations to Blaine Mathis and company. Remember, 0 and 4, 0 and 4, and now 11 and 4, and playing for it all in for 48 minutes, where they will face the Franklin Lions, who beat Edna last night, 41-13. Now you were at the Edna game last week. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you: You saw Edna? I did. Franklin beats Edna 41 to 13. I'm interested in your thoughts. Franklin is every bit the team that we thought that they were. To to win that emphatically against, I mean, there there are some. That's a really good Edna team. Really good Edna team. There are some big old boys on both sides of their line, which is what made that matchup so interesting in my mind. Because obviously, Franklin, Bryson, Washington, the whole lot that comes with that. But they, I mean, just annihilated them from the get-go. Watching the, the defensive line, just there was nothing they could do to stop Bryson Washington from that very first touchdown that he had, that 70-yarder or whatever it was. It was clear as day, like, oh, he's about to have his own with this. But I think more so it says what we thought about Franklin because not only did they do that to a very good Edna team, they blew through that entire region. And Region 3 was – Tough. We use the word gauntlet a lot, yeah. but it really genuinely I mean, to was. get through – to get past that, that win over that win over Columbus, Columbus is really impressive. And that was a gritty win, too. We haven't mm-hmm. seen Franklin had to have a lot of gritty struggle. wins. Yeah. And we, they can do it that way, and they can blow and you out of the water. Franklin, to me – and we'll, we'll preview all these games on TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash state. Uh, we're working on that all weekend. And so I don't want to give any sort of predictions or anything like that. But, like, this is going to be really interesting to see. My big key is can Brock do to do to Franklin what they did to Malakoff, which is because Franklin's the fastest team in this in this game mm-hmm. because they might be the fastest team in 3A Division 1. Yeah. And, but Franklin is also much more comfortable playing between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Do you know I what I mean? I was just going to say, they need to do exactly what they did but flip their game plan. Instead yeah. of trying to cut off circulation from the outside and keeping them in, they're going to have to cut off circulation from the middle and push them out. Absolutely. Get and them out on the sideline. Yeah, string them out and see if you can see if you can keep, keep them from getting the edge. It's a fascinating matchup for the 3A Division One. Yeah, that is fun. 2A Division One. We talked. Uh, we just heard from their head coach, uh, the Holly Bearcats. They beat Crawford last night 34-20 to in a street fight. And a really physical matchup between two teams taking tire irons to one another and getting the shopping cart out, get the the, the stop sign, the kendo stick, uh, and hitting one another one with it. Um, I, I'll go back to this. I think this Holly team is better than they were last year, mm-hmm. specifically because I think that Rody Hooper has grown as a passer, mm-hmm. and having Austin Compton back there, like it See, just they're shifts, healthy this it year. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, having him back there healthy. 
just shifts everyone back into where they should be. Mm -hmm. Because last year, Austin Compton was out, so I have to move like Deontay Ramon over to running back. And then it's okay, well, he's a receiver and also defensive end, so it's like he's kind of going both ways. Mm -hmm. Now they're out to just able to put Deontay Ramon back there, let him pin his ears back and go. Um, fascinating game. I thought the offense looked great. And, and, and for Mitch Abels and company to get that win over a hard-charging, dangerous, physical Crawford team, I thought was very impressive. Mm -hmm. They will face the Refurio Bobcats, who continue Region 4's dominance of Region 3. 24-21, they kick a game-winning field goal with... Nine seconds left. So yeah, if you to go back lead for the first time, I was thinking that was the that was the most first time impressive thing because Timpson went up what fourteen nothing, mm -hmm. and then Refurio scored fourteen unanswered, and then it was back to eight eight. But after doing the Shiner thing, the way that they won the Shiner game the week before, and then winning in a two way game, winning on a field goal. Let me tell you, God. two things. One, their kicker's pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Two, two, that Refurio defense. It's got some dogs Serious. in them. They got that dog in them. Mm -hmm. That Refurio defense is, and that is to me the real mesh point here mm -hmm. is that Holly offense, which has been humming, mm -hmm. going up against this Refurio defense. And then how does Holly handle the speed of Refurio? Ernest Campbell's the two time defending 100 meter champ mm -hmm. in, in 2A. He's going to be the fastest player on the field. Yeah. How do they handle that kind of speed? Because here's the thing: Refurio's faster than Shiner was last year. Mm -hmm. Like Dalton Which Brooks is really crazy. fast, but like Ernest, like they've got guys who are burners. Yeah. And so, I do fascinating think it, game and, and that's two great defenses too. That's what's funny is you look back at that Holly Shiner game last year. I think what really was the downfall of them is they did a fairly decent job, at least in the first half really into the third quarter of stopping the speed of Dalton Brooks, but they also had Doug Brooks that you could just absolutely punch in the ball whenever you wanted to. So yeah, it does tend to lead me to believe that they'll have a little bit better shot knowing that Refurio has the speed, but they might not have just that one Here's the other big thing. old son of a Here's gun. Here's the other thing, okay? Shiner in week nine or whatever it was. Last week against Shiner mm -hmm. in the regional final. This week against uh, Timpson. There's a real heart of a champion type thing going on with Refurio. There's a real like we're never out of it. We're gonna we're gonna make the mm -hmm. plays late. And if clutch is a gene, if clutch if if a team can be clutch, mm -hmm. maybe they're just clutch. Then there's two A Division two. Two A Division two. Two games last night. The first, Albany fifty three, New Home twenty five. A shout-out to New Home. Yep. They battled. They got tons of guts. They're on their backup quarterback with Brazos Beck, who I thought played really well. Mm -hmm. But Albany's too much. Yep. And Albany's too much because that offense... So I guess I can just tell people. I'm going to be the color commentator on the 2A Division II state championship game. Mm -hmm. And so I've just kind of been doing a lot of research and stuff like that on these two teams. And for Albany, when they run the ball... That just unlocks everything. Mm -hmm. Like, then Caleb Chapman, their quarterback, Cole Chapman. Cole Chapman. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I keep saying Caleb. I don't know. Cole Chapman can you sit You said back. it earlier, and I looked at you funny. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, can just sit back there and sling it. And he's got time, and they've got weapons on the outside. That's exceptional. I also, I would not, a lot of that, a lot of that scoring was window dressing. For for new home, I'm not taking anything away from them, but like that game was decided kind of at halftime. Twenty, I think it was twenty seven six at halftime or twenty six seven. It's kind of over at halftime. Um, the defense is very good as well, and Danny Faith's going to get another bite of the apple. 
It's going to get another bite at the apple, an opportunity to uh, to, to uh, get a, that elusive state championship. And then there was the game I watched a lot of, at least the first half, which was Mart 41, Burton 14. Mm-hmm. First things first. I want to say this game was 41 nothing at one point. Yeah. So it was either 41 nothing or 34 nothing. Like this game was, this was not... This was there was some window dressing going on for Burton on the back end. They, I think they yeah. like it, it. That was a shutout in the fourth quarter, but that's not the headline here. Mm-hmm. That was a Burton team that had not allowed an offensive point in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They allowed a kickoff return for a touchdown last week against Granger. They not allowed an offensive point. And watching them, you can see how it happens. They run the T formation. They line back up there with three backs, and they just grind you out yep. and they're going to go on these long sustained drives and then their defense is the defense is really good defense really really good it's not just that the offense eats up clock it's that their defense is really good mm-hmm. so they get the ball to open the game they get the ball they go on this like eight and a half minute drive and they're converting third downs and fourth downs and i'm going uh-oh because this is exactly what happened against fall city last year with Tol- with mark too but here's the difference they get inside the 20 the mark defense bows up because their defensive line, they made a couple of adjustments defensively, and then it was kind of over. They bow up, and five plays later, they're hitting a touchdown pass over the top. Jonah Ross to Lundy. I need to learn his first name. They're up seven nothing. I want to say Burton goes three and out. Mart's in the end zone five plays later. Two things. One, Mart's so good up front. They're really good up front. That's a Burton team that like their whole identity is to is to, to destroy you up front. And Mart was the better team up front on both sides of the ball. And two. Jonah Jonah Ross and JD Bell, the playmakers they've got. They are dangerous. That's gonna be a fantastic title game. Albany and Mart. Uh, going out at 7 o'clock Friday night. It'll be Ted Emmerich on the call, myself on color, and then it'll be Paige Schnorbach and Madison Hawk on the sidelines. So, there you go. That's all the news that's fit to print from last night. Does anybody have any questions about anything, Pickle? Um, yes. Let's start off with um, thoughts on Quero and Wimberley. Yeah, this is the matinee. Point C. 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is Quero's second um, in a row of early afternoon kicks. afternoon games. Um, Last one was one indoors because this is at the Alamo. Dome. It is. I think Matthew's going to be there. There's a couple of things. One, Wimberley has not seen. You know, it, it's weird because Wimberley, Wimberley, because of the way that Region Four broke down, they've just been playing a lot of teams they've already beaten before, right? Like they made it through their district, and their district was really good, but they haven't played anybody outside of their district in three weeks because they played regional semifinals and regional finals. They beat they p- beat. Gerald and Lago Vista in consecutive weeks, right? So that's part of it. But this is a really good win, really team. I love what Cody Stover has done stepping into that role at the quarterback spot. They've got Johnny Ball, who ran for like 300 last week. I do not think they've seen the speed that Cuero has. But, but, Cuero's defense got to figure some things out, especially early. They got torched last week in the first half against against uh, against Cuero before they kind of bowed up and, 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 and slowed him down a little bit. I mean, they did give up 56 points. Triple overtime. So that's part of it. The other thing, the other thing is how much is left in Cuero's tank? 
really and truly. They had to win a big, draining, emotional game last week. How much is left in the tank? Find out. I took Cuero. I think that the speed is going to be too much for Wimberley. But I'm very, very, very intrigued by this. Um, fascinating. And another outstanding matinee. Should be a lot of fun. So I'm excited about that. Um, I like Cuero, but I think it's a close one. And I think that Wimberley's fully capable of winning this game, especially if they're able to win up front on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a real key. they got to put Mason Nataro and Tyson Williams Cuero's in the tough, hold on to the ball too. tough position. Yeah, Cuero can't turn the ball over. What's next, Pickle? Um, thoughts on College Station's playoff run. And I mean, yeah. they're back at it. Like, they're doing that thing again that yeah. they tend to do. We were so... I, I, I won't speak for everybody, but I was personally ready to ride them off after week one. They got there. They play a Lovejoy team, who at that point we had high hopes for. Yes. But still, they lose Marquise Collins. It's new coach. You're going, all right. Like, they don't have an established quarterback yet. They looked awful in right. that first game. Yes. And then they figured it out. Yeah, they and did. And I think it was mostly just people realizing that, oh, we don't have Marquise Collins anymore. We have got to step this. Like, people are going to have to step up this year. And they did it. Yes. I absolutely – I absolutely – it is a – fascinating fascinating game there um you know for for what college station has been able to put together recently um i love their i love the the pieces that have stepped in mm-hmm. right i think that this errington maiden since they've kind of given him the reins full time i think he's really like he's really blossomed in the role uh that aiden martinez brown has been great and a lot of it's just that defense like the defense has continued to improve and grow remember they had a weird stretch you kind of mentioned that they had a weird stretch where the defense was just like getting torched in the first half. Mm-hmm. And they've figured that out. They can't start slow this week against Corpus Christi Vets. Um, that is the one thing that concerns me. Yeah. Like, I think that College Station has proven to be the better team all around than Vets, but I've also doubted Vets every single week. So maybe what do I know? Yeah. But College Station does still have the tendency to start so stinking slow. We saw that against uh, the A&M Consolidated game. Yes. They were down by like 30, ended up coming back to win it, but it's like eventually you dig yourself a hole that's a little too deep and you can't get out of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that that is... um, I'm very, very intrigued by what happens, how they start, because Corpus Christi Vets has started pretty fast, Mm -hmm. and College Station has not necessarily always started fast. And if they pounce on them like 14 nothing. What happens then? Yeah. Very intrigued by the first quarter of that game. See, and I'm more intrigued by the second quarter because even if College Station is down in the first quarter, I still feel comfortable with three more quarters of them making a comeback. Yes. But if you're getting about halfway into the second quarter and they're still really down, that's when I start to raise an eyebrow. Yeah, I would I would agree. So very intrigued by that game. I think that's a real – it's the capper. It's 5 o'clock tomorrow night. But, yeah, it's very, very interesting. What's next? Um, let's go with best place to eat around AT&T Stadium. How about we shout out our good friends at the city of Arlington because if you are right there around AT&T and you don't want to get in your car and go all the way back mm-hmm. and have to repark and all that stuff, uh, Texas Live right mm-hmm. next to the stadium has a ton of different little food options that are very good. Yeah, Texas Live is great. That's probably the best place uh, to, to go. But Mainly I also you're not dealing with traffic. Yeah, you're not dealing with traffic. You can walk over there from the stadium or walk to the stadium from there. Um, that's what I would do. Um, that's that's the place to go. What's the little bakery that's... Oh, Steph, <sighs> I know you're in the comments. 
They, there's a little bakery right, right over uh, there. Off Randall Mill. Uh-huh. And it's got a guy in... Uh, it's a it's a it's a, guy it's, it's a Mexican brings, bakery, right? Yeah, yeah. Guy usually brings breakfast tacos for everyone one morning, and they're just roaching him or walking around with a box of breakfast tacos, which is just a yeah. great scene it to is. imagine in your brain. It's as good as you think. It, that is, it is very good. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good places to eat in Arlington. I'm also wary. Oh, of locos. Yeah. Oh no. 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 That's what he no, said. No, that is not that. I promise you, that's not that. Although that's hilarious, um, I I would tell oh, you yeah. <laughs> that um, I I'm wary of asking people to get in their car. Do you know what I mean? And so Texas Live is the best place to go because you can just like hop in there, you know, walk on over there, grab a bite to eat. You're looking for barbecue. I've never had it, and we need to change that. But I know uh, Hurtado's barbecue. Yeah, Hurtado's is legendary. Is they have a Texas Twinkies, which is like a basically like a popper but on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's next? And then, uh, actually, it was uh, Wilson told me something about like there was like, um, there's like a really good like pho place that if you're into like Vietnamese yes. food and stuff like that, that's really or Thai food. It's really really good over there. So anyway, there's that. What's next? Um, Marquez Bakery. That's, that's it. The Marquez Bakery. Name yeah. of it. Yeah. I fell for y'all's dumb tricks. You did. I walked right as soon as I said it. I was like, oh man, I like that's right not that place. That. They do have one <laughs> in Arlington. They that's do. your jam. Um, all right. Let's see. Do you think Tim this is an interesting. Do you think Timson will make it to the dance with Bussy next year? I mean, I have some takes. Okay. My take here is that yes, they absolutely should. And I feel like ever since we've watched Terry Bussy his sophomore year and he really started to be on notice and everything, we've always said, "Oh, the Brooks brothers will be gone." Like, by the time he's a senior next year, it, he'll be great. He'll be great. And then Jason Herring gets these worker bees to gel perfectly at Refurio. And it makes me think, like, okay, it's obviously not Dalton Brooks that's the only... Like, it's not just the Brooks brothers that are standing in his way. Mm-mm. It's Region 4. It's Region 4. I just... It's getting harder and harder. I also think Region 3 is going to be better next year. Yeah. I think a lot of those teams are really young. Growing up, some and Joaquin was young. I think like there were there were teams. I don't know, like you know the thing that sucks, and I'm not trying to pile on Timpson, but like you get to this point, and then it all starts at zero next year. Yep. And you got to stay healthy. You gotta and and at the I mean, think about this at the two A level, you really got to stay healthy. I was thinking to say like and there's, it's like there's no telling. As we hope this does not happen, but Terry Bussey could go down at any point. You know, and it's like if that's your whole playing field, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Look, they're going to be on the short list of contenders next mm-hmm. year. I want to be very clear. They're going to be on the short list of contenders, but there's no guarantee. Like, that's why when you get to these moments and you get to 20 to 20 or 21 21 with four minutes to go in the game, they've got 20 returning starters. So you can't, they're you very can't, young. You can't. You can't let those opportunities pass because there's they're no guarantee. I'm, they're going to be on that short list, certainly. Certainly. They only have three seniors. But there's no guarantees. Um, let's go with China Spring versus Decatur. Decatur. There's gotta be a better way to say that. Um The pick for Decatur, if you want to pick Decatur, there's two reasons you pick them. Okay? 
One is Nate Palmer, mm-hmm. and just he's a monster. He's incredible. And if you haven't seen this kid, the running back for Decatur, he is a star. And that youth say this is a this is a Nate Palmer hero game, and he goes off and he runs for two forty and three touchdowns, and they win. That's that's one. Mm-hmm. The other is just the team of destiny thing. Mm-hmm. That you start off zero and three, you get white hot, you forget you're supposed to lose. There's also now Tyler Beatty's an undefeated head football coach. Right. But he's also going up against a state champion head football coach. I was just fixing to say, to me, the biggest factor in it is Steve Huff. I mean, he he has to be. How can he not be? I think that's entirely reasonable. He was in AT&T Stadium at this point last year. He's done it. He brought that mentality over Mm -hmm. there, and you can't argue that. Sometimes good coaching is just really good coaching. I think that's reasonable. Um, I think this game is is tight. I really do. Uh, I like China Spring... I think I trust their defense a little bit more um, to slow down Nate Palmer. But, I mean, they've got – I mean, make no mistake, Decatur has capital T that, capital D dude. They've got that. They've got him. And as long as they've got him, if they can get him loose, then they're going to have a great opportunity. Um, I think this is a really interesting game. And if you're looking at the helmets and you're saying, oh, well, uh, I don't know who Decatur is, but I know China Spring won the title, I think you're mistaken. I think this game is really, really interesting. What's next? We have a comment from a viewer named Matt Tepper. Mm. Don't know if you know him or not. Is Brazil the Texas football of football? Oh, as far as like, are they back? I mean, Brazil win did win Olympic gold in like they just haven't won the World Cup. Um, so if you didn't know before we came on, Croatia beat Brazil in the World Cup in they penalties. S- yeah, well, and. Croatia scored in the 116th minute of extra time mm-hmm. to, to tie, it. tie it and then won in penalties. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're the Longhorns because, like, they have – I mean, they have won something recently. Like, they won the Olympic gold in 2020 – what was it? I think it was 2020, 2018, mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if they're, they're, they're that. But I do think – Certainly, there's a little bit of like every year they're the favorite, and every year they disappoint. Um, the comparison I would make to to Clemson would be would be Clemson, like old Clemson, before Clemson got really good under Dabo Swinney, before they finally broke through. Mm-hmm. It used to be that they would be the Clemsoning, like they would the always Clemsoning. have a game where they would just choke it away. Um, that would be the game. That would be the the. the what I would say is is the closer comp, in my opinion. I think they are the. I think they're like the early 2010s or all or like the 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 they're the 2000s Clemson of uh of of, of, football. of football. So that's my official take. I'm trying to think of anyone else who's like famous underachievers. <laughs> you know, if there's a category I don't want to be put into <laughs> in my life, famous underachievers is one of them. I mean, are they Nebraska? They're not Nebraska. They're pretty oh, good. Throwing the corn huskers underneath. Yeah. Anyway. What's next pickle? Um Wisconsin maybe. Wisconsin. Go on. Badger, 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 badger. Um thoughts on so Mallory and I I'm interested to hear your take on this because Mallory and I talked a lot about this game yesterday. Alito and Longview. Yeah. I mean, okay, to at least okay, answer me this first. 
if you had to select what which game are you most excited for actually we'll come back to that which game are you most excited to see go down rest of the weekend yeah Westlake North Shore okay Westlake North Shore is would one of them from last night had been in the mix no okay Westlake North Shore is the game I'm most excited about it's uh, it's the main event it's it's WrestleMania six yeah it's it's the ultimate warrior against Hulk Hogan. It's it's Intercontinental Champion versus World Champion. It's title for title. It's it's uh, it's everything. That's it's these are the two North Shore and Westlake are in my opinion, and simply only because Carthage has didn't win a title last year, so yeah. they're not a reigning champ. These are the two Texas high school football programs of record right now. Yeah, that's fair. Is North Shore and Westlake, and maybe that's why I wasn't I didn't get as because my answers were Longview Alito mm-hmm. and. Uh, Timson Rapirio, because yep. I had been talking yeah, about Rapirio that matchup for so so long, yep. and I'm a small school snob, I guess. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I just feel like I we talk so much about North Shore and Westlake. I know, it's kind of like, but 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 we don't like we don't like we don't talk about them. Like, but think about how not playing. But each at other, the same yeah. time, to this point, think about what a rarity it is whenever we get to talk about Westlake and North Shore because they have a, cha- a team that can challenge them. Yep, and now we get it. We get to against do one it. Another. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's fair. Um. Longview and Alito is fascinating, and, I and love from a this from one. a brand perspective, like mm. a brand name perspective, this is you know this is North Shore, this is up there with North Shore Westlake. Yep. Um, the way to beat Alito, and I think South Oak Cliff's proven it, and I think College Station proved it in that title game, um, is to match up with them up front. And then have a few better skill guys. And guess what Longview has. And that, to me, is what Longview does. Mm-hmm. They match up really well up front, and they're going to have Taylor Tatum and Jalen Hale, and they're the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this before we had this conversation on, on, on the Wednesday show with, oh, with Powers. Um, I do not think that Taylor Tatum is the most talented player on that roster. I think Jalen Hale, Hale is. is. Now, that's an, that's an impossible part. He's like a five-star mm-hmm. receiver. So, Taylor Tatum's pretty good, obviously. But Taylor Tatum's the straw that stirs the drink. He's the guy for them. He is the yeah. most important player for them. Jalen Hale is the is the Maserati, and Taylor Tatum's the gas that you put in it to make it go. It you really know, is. yeah. And and so now, so I'm very intrigued by that game tonight. Um, for Alito, Alito, like Alito, doesn't go away. Alito is going to fight tooth and nail. I think Alito's defense has gotten better as the season has gone on, yeah. which makes this really interesting. I think Alito's I, secondary has gotten a lot better. I think Hoss Haney, their quarterback, he's a, he's is a, a game breaker, and especially running the ball. Mm-hmm. Like there's, he's not Terry Bussey, but he is a guy you have to account for on every play. Yes, every play. Because if he takes off with it, he is capable of taking of housing it every. Yeah, time. and you're, he's doing that in in five A ball. Like yeah. there's there's the difference between him and Terry Bussey. No disrespect to that, he's doing it in two A ball sure. to be able to really genuinely do that at he's that star. level. And he can throw too. Is impressive. What it will be very he can drop a dime every now and then. What will be very interesting is that they're supposed to be weather tonight. Some weather. Does that impact the ability to pass? And if it does, Longview suffers from that. More. I think Long maybe. Maybe, but I mean, Lito throws the ball a fair amount themselves. Yeah, in uh, it, that would change a little bit of the dynamic. Certainly, I like Longview. I think that they are a little bit more balanced. And I think they're able to get the win, but like 
picking against Alito is like picking against the sun to come up. Right. I was like, just going to say, you know it, what I mean? There, and there were, that's the funny thing is there were a couple of games that I felt pretty good on my picks about. And then there I felt was, pretty good. I felt pretty good about Albany and new home last night. Yes, exactly. And then there are games like this where it's like, I might have a better ch- Like I'm going to save myself a lot of stress if I just flipped a coin. Because yeah. I just don't. <laughs> I would agree. I don't know. <laughs> this is this is this is one of those. This is a coin flip game. Yeah. I like Longview though. I think Longview comes away with the win. What is next pickle? Let's do. Yeah, we got a little bit of time. What's your over under for the attendance of North Shore and Westlake? There'll be thirty-five thousand people there. I think thirty thousand. Maybe a little less. It might rain is the problem. Yeah, if it's weather, I would put it more like 25 yeah. probably would be my guess. Where are they playing that again? Rice. Rice, oh yeah. 25 to 30. There'll be a good North Shore contingency. Westlake travels Westlake pretty travels, well. Yeah. I'll say between 25 and 30 will be my guess. Um, but then also, the other thing is, here's the other thing, okay? And this is something I've learned. There's also... With these fan bases like Westlake and like North Shore, there are a fair number of fans who keep their powder dry for the state championships. And I think that would be Westlake fans more than almost anyone. Westlake fans, I think, like they keep their powder dry until Mm -hmm. the title game, right? Now, you can make an argument this is as big as a title game, and that's the argument. But there, like, if there may be people who are like, oh, well, we can either go to Rice or we can go to Arlington, in which case I think they would pick to go to Arlington. Mm-hmm. But they may have missed their opportunity if they lose. So I'll say, yeah, you've, you've tamped me down. I'll yeah, say I 27. Think, I'll say 27. I was going to say, too, there is, like, when you want to talk about traveling far for playoff games, too, like, as dumb as it sounds, small schools travel a lot better than the larger schools. They uh, just, yes. They just don't they bring do. as good of a crowd. Yeah. All right, let's do two more. Um, I think that we've answered everything. Let me see. Oh, new well, one. that's it. I can leave. That's um, fine. Uh, if you're oh, subscribed, uh, Harmony and Poth. Yeah. Um, that's another surprise. The weirdest one. semifinal of the of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Poth's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. And that defense, I think, is really impressive. And I'm picking Harmony. Because I think there's some team of destiny in them. I think that they're... I think they're... They remind me of, like, actually a team that... um, If you remember when you... This was before your time. Before your time. uh, Paul Pewitt made it to a title game. I was there for that. That was in 2019. Were you? Mm Mm-hmm. That Paul Pewitt gunner? Mm Mm-hmm. 2019. Man, time because is no meaning. Paul Pewitt's coach was our uh, yeah. coach of the year. Who was that? Uh, he went to Mejia after that, and then yeah. Gosh, who was that? Paul Pewitt's head coach was our was our yeah. Tristan Abron. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was not before my time. No, yeah, I've, I guess I forgot that. There's a little Paul Pewitt in them, of like they forgot they're supposed to lose. They're a Cinder East Texas Cinderella. Um, and we talked with uh, their coach, uh, Jeremy Jenkins, earlier, and he thinks they match up okay. And if he thinks they match up okay, then yeah. I also think Region 3 is stronger than Region 4. Here's the thing. in Last week against Newton, they forced four turnovers. 
They got to do that. Got to so, keep the turnover spigot turned on. Yeah, if Mallory and I talked about that yesterday, I think that Poth's defense is going to be the best defense that they faced all year. Probably true. And I also think that if Harmony is able to force turnovers, they'll stay in the game and they could win the darn thing. They've done it every single time. Mm-hmm. If they, if we're through the first half and they haven't forced a turnover, I think that the it starts getting lopsided going yes. towards Poth. Those agree. turnovers are going to be key. I, I think that's. I think that's true. I think. I think Harmon, I think. I think if Poth is in the positive in the in the um, in the turnover margin, they're they're going to win. Mm-hmm. And if Harmony is in it, then they can win. Those are two very different things, though. You got an ender, or is that it? Uh, okay. Uh, if you're a subscriber, keep an eye on your email today because it sounds like our subscriber breakfast email reservation doodah is going to go out today. So nice. keep it on your email. This is final thoughts. Um, do you have any other final thoughts before we go to the weekend? Yeah, let's. Uh, so we are going to have all of our state hub stuff up by what Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening ish. I'm probably? saying Sunday evening. I want to. I want to over. I want to under promise and over deliver. So let's say yeah. Sunday evening. Yeah, so um, we'll um, be blasting it though. You'll see it. Oh yeah, we'll have absolutely everything from pre- we're up here for what predictions. What time are we getting in here tomorrow? What time? Ten. You, ten. You're gonna hear. I'm, 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 I might be like eleven before I get in. All of the work that we do is based off of when you stop talking. I have kids. I don't like. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Like, and they're cute. Well, just give me your scripts by tonight, and then we'll be fine. I can do that. That's um, all I But need. that's going to be after I go to the symphony. You know the song, Waiting on a Woman? I'm just going to change it to Waiting on a Tepper, because that's, that's what my whole life is. I don't know the song, Waiting on a Woman. Oh. Is that a song? Mm-hmm. Who sings it? I can't remember. It's a Does country Kesha song. Kesha sing it? No. Cat Dollar Sign Ha? <laughs> No. Is it Dexie's Midnight Runners? No. Uh, is it Hoobastank? Is it... Brad Paisley. I would it, play it, but we would probably is get it, copyright is it, issues Is it again. Dexter Freebish? It's Brad Paisley. I'm going to change it to Waiting on a Tepper. Is it Celine Dion? Because that's how I spend most of my life, Waiting on a Tepper. Is it... That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Mitch Abels of Holly for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday for state championship, like, faff around here on Texas Hoopla. Football Today.